welcome to this special World Mental Health Day 2020 bonus episode of Summit Achieve Your Goals. As we've discussed in previous episodes, I personally have a number of mental health issues, including anxiety, depression, post-traumatic stress disorder and two eating disorders. Today is a celebration of all things mental health, for the warriors who fight every day to survive an invisible battle, for those of us who have diagnosed or undiagnosed mental health issues, and for those of us who provide support, care and love to somebody with mental health issues. Today is all about breaking down boundaries, fighting stigma and showing the world that it's okay to not be okay. We should also take some time to remember those who have been taken from us by suicide. During 2019, there were 5,691 suicides in the UK, of which around 75% of them were committed by men. There are so many myths around mental health that need to be dispelled. Unfortunately, we don't have the time to examine them all today, but instead, I've chosen to take you through just some of the ways you can help someone who you believe may be struggling with their mental health. One of the problems that exists in the world is that fear of not wanting to let people get to know the real you, out of fear that they might give you a swerve, not understand you, not want to communicate with you no more, or they might just be worried about what they say around you, how they interact with you, and worried about what you're going to do about your mental health. I think my fear surrounding people not wanting to know who I was probably came from the quote that we always hear, particularly as children, and when people are being unhelpful towards others when they're having a bad time, is laugh and the world laughs with you. Cry and you cry alone. It's utter bullshit, really. A problem shared really is a problem halved. I'll tell you a little bit more about that later. Recently, I wrote a piece for Healthwatch Essex, a charity who kindly allowed me to write a guest blog for their website. I thought it was quite the warts and all type blog. I don't want to write some dreamy fantasy sequence that's designed to make everyone feel like they're getting a warm hug. Mental health issues hurt deeply, and sometimes you have to lift the lid and expose the ugly truth. I felt that in doing so, it would bring people into my world for a little while, and also it would demonstrate to carers and loved ones surrounding people experiencing their own personal versions of hell just how dark the feelings can get and how scary they can be. In actual fact, I dreamt that blog into life. I woke up during the witching hour, around 2 or 3am, with the opening paragraph already in my head. It literally came to me in a dream and it stuck with me so much that when I woke up hours later to the sound of the alarm clock, it was still there. And from that, I knew that this was the way that I wanted to start my blog. In fact, I've fallen in love with that piece so much that I amended it slightly and it's become an incredibly short prologue for my book, Summit Achieve Your Goals, which is still in the process of being written. I wrote the blog much in the same way that I'd spoken to a room of prospective eating disorder patients back in 2015. Much to my own heartbreak at that, at that event, I watched a woman absolutely crumble into an hysterical crying fit during my speech. I felt awful, but was later told that she was okay and that she had a similar issue to me and I had brought home the reality of it all to her. I didn't intentionally mean to hurt anyone, but that was the first time that I'd ever been honest about living with an eating disorder. Luckily for both her and I, with the support of the eating disorder team and her husband who was sat next to her with a face looking like he was about to do some serious GBH on me, she was able to talk and use my experiences as the platform to open up and break down her own personal barriers. I often think of her and I hope that she got on better in eating disorder therapy than I did. Oh how I wish I could travel back in time and give myself a big kick up the arse and tell, tell myself to let my guard down. 
The problem was that nobody represented me. There was no one I could relate to. There wasn't particularly anyone to be inspired by. So that is why now I've chosen to be the change that I wanted to see back then. I've recently written and submitted an article for the eating disorder charity Beat. I say article, it's more of a letter to myself, set back in 2014, just before I began eating disorder therapy. I'll tell a future filled with hope, which is what I believe I'm trying to represent now. Back then, I was trapped. I literally felt like I was trapped inside my own little bubble. People wanted to help me, but didn't know how to. They didn't want to upset me, so they kept their distance. Emotions are a strong part of the human condition. When we relate to things in each other, that's where connection really exists. When we have connection, there is the opportunity for growth, happiness and love. The chemicals in your brain respond to these feelings and these can contribute to promoting positive mental wealth, which is the good stuff. Think of a song, think of how a song can make you laugh or cry. It can transport you back to any time or place in your history can make you remember loved ones who've passed over, friends you haven't seen for an eternity, exes, friends who you've fallen out with, or even that time you wanted to end it all, but didn't, and you've lived to tell the tale. As Foo Fighters frontman Dave Grohl says, you can sing a song to 85,000 people, and they'll sing it back for 85,000 different reasons. Music really is a therapy, and it really is my muse. Art, whether it's literature, music, sculpture, paintings, drawing or dance, they're just emotion. They're the same manifestation as being angry and shouting at somebody, just in a slightly more positive form. By making people feel something when they read my blogs, articles or eventually my book, I want them to explore their own feelings and their own pasts. I haven't gone all arty-farty on it, but there wouldn't be any point in just writing a list of things that happened. Without emotion, there is no life. Earlier this month, I had my first guest blog published by Healthwatch Essex. You can find my story by visiting healthwatchessex.org.uk and clicking the News and Views tabs. There you'll see an image of a football with Adam's story written underneath it. I'm so grateful to John Day and the rest of the Healthwatch Essex team for giving me a platform to share my story and for the confidence they've given me to go on. I have plans to invite both John and Dan from Healthwatch Essex onto a future episode so they can talk about the fantastic work they're doing to change the stigmas surrounding various aspects of health. I'm learning as I go along with these shows and I'm trying to find the best way to record these episodes as well as sustain a full-time shift work, a young family and move home. All whilst trying to keep on top of my physical and mental health. I'm loving every minute of this so far so hopefully we can keep the good vibes going all the way can't tell you how nervous I was when I clicked onto their website and I saw my name, my photo and my story. I suddenly felt really exposed, like that nightmare where you turn up to school or work in your pants or something. I took a deep breath and shared it across my social media sites. I sent it to my wife, to my best mate, to my good work friends and family across the pond in West Virginia, USA and really, deep down I was a bit proud of myself and quite scared. To have their approval meant so much to me. To have my own approval that I'd stepped out of the shadows and done something that I'd promised myself I would do really mattered. See, us blokes really are just giant toddlers. We're hardwired to emotion much more than our female counterparts. Men are more likely to say I love you first in a heterosexual relationship because we associate the physical acts as a blurred line with the emotional side of things in general. 
Aggression is our physical manifestation of our frustrated emotion. We also deal with rejection in a major way that hurts our feelings. I won't profess to wear some sort of crown. I am no different to you. We've all got a little invisible button on the top of our heads that gets pressed every time somebody gives us approval, a compliment, or they make us feel important, loved or listened to. After getting their approval and feeling more comfortable, I took another deep breath and sent it to the lads at my football programme, Shift the Timber. I expected a bit of piss taking, a bit of nonchalance and maybe a few that might say something kind about it. I did worry I'd been very, oh look at me, and that would alienate me from some people. I worried it would make me appear as if I thought myself to be some sort of superior being. In truth, I also worried that I'd somehow shown an extremely flawed set of weaknesses and that my usual laughy, jokey demeanour and mask that I wore had now been ripped from me and the delicate little flower that I truly was would put people off. In reality, I was taken aback by the comments and messages that I received from them. I had some great conversations at that night's training session and it was only speaking to those regular everyday men that I'd come to know in the past year that confirmed to me that I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be in this world right now. To the staff, organisers and the brave men and women turned their lives around at Shift the Timber, thank you. You may not realise it now, you may not realise it in the next few months or even years, but you are exactly where you're meant to be right now. There is no wrong place, wrong time. And that's just a bullshit way that the world justifies bad things happening to good people. When I was robbed and beaten on my 12th birthday, it spun my world. The trauma of that still sort of sticks with me to this day. But I later found myself in a job where I can protect people and help them if they find themselves in the wrong place at the wrong time. The fact is, at that point my life was probably heading a different path prior to those few minutes in my short life. And years later, my timeline had completely changed and I was destined now for something completely different. In 2013, when my world shattered, I became selfish, and I didn't care much for anything or anyone. I was a hollow shell of a man. A distant, internalised partner, a father who probably wasn't at his best, and probably a terrible friend. Everything became about me, and that only compounded my misery. It's one thing to be an arsehole when you don't know that you're being an arsehole, but when you know you're acting like one, everything just hits you 10 times harder. 2014 came and went. 2015 was the year that I equated toughening up with a slight thing of numbness. I thought that was okay. 2016 was its usual awful self. 2017 we welcomed my youngest son James into the world and that year just typically peaked and troughed. 2018 however was a return to the numbness. Then with a long physical illness into 2019 the mental health issues threatened to return with a vengeance and then I ended up walking away from my extended family and facing the unemployment scrap heap. It seemed that the walls were closing in again. Murphy's Law says that if something can go wrong it will and it felt as if there was some sort of sick bastard somewhere pressing buttons like the producers of the Truman Show who reveled in the schadenfreude that had become my life. I think the turnaround started with the Shift the Timber team giving me a bit of belief in myself. Meeting other blokes struggling with their weight and their mental health really helped me. I've communicated my thanks to them and I hope the piece that I wrote for them to provide to Thurrock Council said it all. Hopefully my statement will help them to receive the funding, exposure and opportunities that Mark and his team more than amply deserve. I'm not alone and I've watched men go from having both severe physical and mental health problems to eventually be coming together and building a community filled with leaders, kindness, encouragement and the opportunity 
for all men of all ages to come together and have a great game of football. Often 15 aside with something that resembles the Year 10, Year 11 El Clasico, which takes place in secondary schools up and down the country every single year. Fast forward to today, I have my podcasts. Thank you for allowing my dulcet tones to find their way into your ears. And my book is well underway. It might seem like a pipe dream made up by someone who's just writing for the sake of it, but honestly, my story does have its sad moments, but it's filled with hope. I'm aiming for a release around Christmas next year, at a time when men are looking to change their lives. There is still an awful lot to do, but I will get to it. I want men to know that overcoming adversity is something that absolutely anyone can do, and no matter how incapable somebody feels right now, they are battling through it and their experiences will shape the opportunities that they will have in the future. At least the skills, knowledge and experience to tackle anything that dares get in your way. I don't know how deep this rabbit hole goes. I don't know how many people will ever have access to this podcast, to my social media or even to my book eventually. But I'm doing it because I know that those seven years of hell led me to being exactly where I needed to be. Hopefully you've made it this far and hearing the things that you need to start feeling a bit more like you're ready to change too. At this point, I want you to imagine now that I'm sat in front of you. In one of my hands is a red pill and in the other is a blue pill. The red pill represents the uncomfortable truth about you. The truth is that you know that you feel like you're struggling and that you need to speak to somebody. Taking the red pill will lead to you opening up and talking and in turn opening your mind. Much like in the film The Matrix, that rebirthing process is extremely painful. It's a leap into the unknown but the rewards are plentiful. You will connect better with people, your emotions will be in a better check and you'll start to develop a stronger support network around you. The truth is you're not alone but the world isn't going to come to you. Allowing yourself to show some vulnerability will make you feel more real and less like some sort of crap avatar sleepwalking your way through a miserable existence. Or you can take the blue pill and live through that miserable, isolated existence with a pretense that ignorance is bliss. One of the main side effects of taking the blue pill is that the pain is never-ending. Unlike the red pill, where the pain is relatively short and sharp, the pain of isolation and internalised mental torture is pretty permanent. You'll probably continue to self-medicate with junk food, alcohol, recreational drugs or prescription medication that masks your mental wounds instead of trying to heal them. I'm not for a single minute having a pop at anyone who uses antidepressants. Some of my best friends are on them, but I've seen firsthand just how doctors seem keen to dispense these pills like they're smarties, rather than to make the more difficult phone calls and get people the actual help they need. Therefore, it's down to us as individuals to look out for those around us. A simple phone call, text, or chat over a pint or a full English breakfast every now and then can make the world of difference. It's down to us to be the change in the world that we want to see, and it's down to us to be brave and have those difficult conversations with our friends and loved ones. Remember, just because you might be ready to talk, the other person may not be. Find a quiet time where everyone is nice and chilled out. Avoid talking just before or after a main meal. Start with telling them about some of your problems and then ask them how they are. You could ask them for their opinion on your problems to start building some trust and to get that relationship going. This will hopefully start to break the ice with some small little chips and over time the trust between you may build and encourage your friend or loved one to talk. It might be that they're having relationship troubles, work problems, housing problems, struggling with an addiction. 
you know them better than I do. Judge it for yourself. Reach out and let them know that it's all okay. Even if they don't end up opening up to you fully, you will still represent the tiny shard of light at what might seem like a very long and very dark tunnel. Stick with them. Let them know that they are, you're not there to judge and you will keep what you're told to yourself. You're there to help. If you're worried that your friend or loved one's mental state has got dangerously low and you're concerned about self-harm or suicide, you need to tell them. Talk straight though. Avoid using phrases like, I'm worried you'll do something silly and trivialising it. Instead tell them, I'm worried that you're going to hurt yourself. Arm yourself with numbers for the Samaritans and other mental health crisis charities before you talk to them and offer these at the end. You could even offer to visit their doctors with them. Sometimes just knowing that there's someone willing to help with going to these anxiety-inducing appointments is a real comfort and it provides real strength and a real feeling of trust. Helping others will make you feel better too. It sounds funny, but by being selfless, we can actually sort of help ourselves as well. Just remember to look after yourself too. Hopefully today, you're doing something that makes you feel better. You're meditating, you're being creative, you're spending time with your loved ones, you're writing your thoughts down, cooking some great food, or having that long soak in the bath you've been meaning to have for ages. Whatever you're doing, I hope you have a great day. Thank you for listening. Stay strong. You've got this.